Managing postoperative pain has always been a challenge for the surgical team. Narcotics have traditionally been used to control pain, but of course they have multiple adverse effects. Various strategies have been devised to manage surgical pain. Today, we will discuss an alternative strategy. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm Dr. Leslie Lunt, your host, and with me today is Dr. Bruce Friedman. Dr. Friedman is the Medical Director of Plastic Surgery Associates of Northern Virginia. He is certified by the American Board of Plastic Surgery and is a fellow of the American College of Surgeons and the American Society for Laser Medicine and Surgery. He continues to perform research and lectures nationally on the latest developments in cosmetic surgery. Welcome. Well, thank you, Leslie. Thank you for having me on your show. Yeah, so I'm very interested in this, um, Bruce. Tell us about your work using anti-inflammatory agents to manage post-op pain. Well, Leslie, as you mentioned, managing surgical pain is one of the greatest challenges for our team. And traditionally, the narcotics, the opioids, have been the mainstay for controlling pain after surgery. But recently, as you know, there's been a significant amount of concern regarding addiction potential and abuse of narcotics. Not only do narcotics have these particular addiction side of problems, but also side effects uh, such as constipation, nausea, dizziness, uh, and uh, changes in mentation, especially in an older patient population. Therefore, about five or six years ago, the concept of balanced or multimodal analgesia was introduced. And the idea was to combine multiple agents which had analgesic properties and worked through different sites and mechanisms to decrease the dosage of each of those medications. In the case of uh, using, uh, let's say, non-steroidal anti-inflammatories together with opioids, the goal was to reduce the amount of opioid that was used and thereby decrease the adverse side effects that one found with the narcotics. So when do you give them the anti-inflammatories? Well, it was determined that the anti-inflammatories combination uh, should be given prior to surgery, and this was called preloading. Now, of course, the very first studies were done with Vioxx, and of course, that's been discontinued. The second set of studies was done with Vextra. Of course, that was discontinued. <laughs> oops. And, uh, oops. <laughs> and uh, finally, however, uh, we found that it, the anti-inflammatory, which is the selective COX-2 inhibitor, Celecoxib, or Celebrex is the trade name, seemed to be relatively safe when combined with narcotics uh, for use after surgery. Now, of course, even with um, Celebrex, as with all the non-steroidals, the FDA has put a black box, you know, indication on there. Celecoxib or Celebrex is contraindicated in patients with true allergies to sulfa drugs because of the associated incidence of intense um, skin reactions such as Stevens-Johnson. And also, all of the NSAIDs uh, have been black boxed for uh, you, as a, 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 I guess, an indication for um, cardiovascular effects, and uh, this is a class effect of the, of the NSAIDs excluding aspirin. But there's never been any reported problems using Celebrex over a short period of time. This class effect seems to only occur after long periods of time, for example, 18 months or longer. Although Celebrex really by itself, when compared to the other NSAIDs, didn't seem to have any increased changes in uh, cardiovascular mortality. So, the, uh, so Celebrex seemed to be a, a worthwhile uh, medication to look at. And uh, what we basically did was we took a surgical model. And this model, in, in our case, was the augmentation mammoplasty model, or breast augmentation. 
The reason that proved to be such a good model is the patients were healthy. Mm-hmm. They were taking very few other medications. They had the same operation, the same surgical time, the same anesthesia, the same type of recovery. And when we gave the patients 400 milligrams of celecoxib or Celebrex two hours prior to surgery, and then we had them continue with 400 milligrams a day for seven days, the amount of narcotic use dropped 70% when compared to controls who only use narcotics in the absence of the uh, anti-inflammatory. So a single dose preloading. Single dose preloading followed by 400 milligrams daily for one week. Wow. For seven days worth of of medication. Uh, Of course, as you know, Bruce, I'm not a surgeon or an anesthesiologist. So you can do that PO prior to surgery? That's correct. So uh, two hours prior to surgery, the anesthesiologist will allow people to take a medication with a sip of water. It's true, for example, with some like Synthroid is one they'll often let patients take. They don't really have a problem with clear liquids and a medication that will dissolve within a few minutes. Mm. They, the anesthesiologists do have problems, of course, with, with fluids that have pulp in them, like orange juice, or anything with dairy products or other solids. But usually they will let patients have a sip of water with a pill. And uh, this, is, this particular type of analgesia, this, this uh, preloading with an anti-inflammatory, followed by this multimodal analgesia, has really caught on to become much more popular Uh, especially in outpatient settings, because in the outpatient settings, you don't have the ability to give them uh, some of the more cumbersome agents like the continuous uh, percutaneous analgesia, like with morphine, like they do in the hospitals. So you really have to rely on the outpatient uh, medications, and you want to reduce the amount of narcotic. So um, the NSAIDs have become more popular. The reason we used Celebrex is because it has no bleeding complications. It's the selective COX-2 inhibitor. Ibuprofen, for example, used to be combined with or was combined with hydrocodone in the, in the form of vicoprofen. And while that's very, also a very effective NSAID opioid combination, the problem with ibuprofen is the increased bleeding problems. And for a surgeon who's trying to prevent a hematoma, for example, that would be an issue. So we saw no adverse effects such as hematomas or bleeding problems in, in our group of patients who were taking the celecoxib. And finally, and this is something that uh, I really only learned by actually listening to some psychiatrists talk about um, SSRIs, I didn't realize that there was a strong association of increased bleeding with patients taking SSRIs and non-selective NSAIDs. So if you had a person taking Zoloft or Prozac and you gave them ibuprofen for a period of time, they had a significantly increased risk of having GI bleeding. You don't have that problem when you put a um, selective COX-2 inhibitor like celecoxib together in a patient who's taking an SSRI. So that was another significant uh, advantage, especially in this particular patient group where 10% of the patients in the study were taking SSRIs. If you've just joined us, you're listening to ReachMD, XM233, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Dr. Leslie Lunch, your host, and with me today is cosmetic surgeon Dr. Bruce Friedman. We're discussing using anti-inflammatory agents to manage post-operative pain. Uh, Bruce, are there any downsides to preloading the patients with Celebrex prior to surgery? I, don't, I cannot think of any. The anesthesiologists have told me that in patients who've been preloaded with the anti-inflammatories, there's a decreased need for narcotics intraoperatively, and that's a big help because that combined with the post-operative decreased use of narcotics 
gives people an opportunity to have a facilitated post-operative recovery, and we hope more pleasant experience after, after their operations. Because, of course, with the decrease in narcotic use, we have decrease in the side effects like nausea, which we also found a 70% reduction with in this study. So all in all, I believe that this multimodal analgesia, and in this case using an anti-inflammatory in conjunction with the opioid, has very strong benefits for all patients. Uh, not only has this been documented in plastic surgery literature in this in a particular study that, that we published, but it's also been uh, published in the orthopedic literature, the oral surgery literature, and the general surgery literature. So the general physicians who are involved in patients who are having all of these operations will probably be seeing more and more of this type of uh, perioperative pain management. And I think it's really for the best for patients because, again, we can keep them from uh, using or overusing narcotics. Mm -hmm. And how long have you been doing this in your practice? Well, we've actually uh, been working on this for a couple years because we were concurrently using valdecoxib, which was Bextra, with seldicoxib in our controls and with fairly large numbers of patients. Of course, the uh, Bextra was voluntarily taken off the market by Pfizer. Celecoxib well, remained on the market. One thing that's been interesting, and this is kind of a little aside, is um, recently some physicians asked me, what do we do about patients who are allergic to sulfa or who are scared of taking uh, Celebrex because of all the FDA warnings about the NSAID class? So we actually started looking at another class of agents. Again, it's been looked at by several different centers around the country, and these are the anticonvulsant, antihyperalgesics, and although there's not an FDA approval for acute pain, drug pregabalin or Lyrica does have recently been, uh, has recently been FDA approved for the treatment of fibromyalgia, and it is indicated for the treatment of chronic pain, specifically postherpetic neuralgia and diabetic neuropathy. So, of course, we decided to take a look at that, and we just recently uh, presented uh, that information at a national meeting and showed that using pregabalin in the same type of, of pain model with the breast augmentation patients showed not quite as dramatic an analgesic effect as Celebrex had, but still a significant reduction in narcotic use and uh, in post-operative narcotic complications. So we feel that in a certain select group of patients who cannot take uh, an NSAID, maybe pregabalin might be useful. And what kind of side effects did you see or do you see in those patients? Well, pregabalin has very few side effects. 3% of patients experience euphoria. There's, of course, your... As with any medication, there's always a few there always a few percent have nausea and dizziness. No patients had to discontinue their uh, Lyrica, and as a matter of fact, um, the patients did describe their post-operative pain as less sharp and burning than than the control group. And that's a very interesting uh, thought because of the way that pregabalin works. It's a it's an analog of of Neurontin for those uh, who are familiar with how Neurontin works. I think there's a tremendous amount of interest in, in pain management now. The United States Congress actually termed the, this decade from 2001 to 2010 the decade for pain control and research. I think we're right in the middle of a, of a revolution for pain management, of course stimulated by people's fears for, of narcotic addiction and the side effects. Anything else in the last few minutes that we have um, other than the NSAIDs or anticonvulsants that's on the horizon for perioperative pain management? Well, there are some different devices that people have used. For example, some people are using these percutaneous pain pumps where you can actually implant a catheter into a surgical site and instill local analgesics, um, usually in the form of an anesthetic like lidocaine. Or, and, that, and 
that can be effective. Of course, it can be cumbersome and costly because an average pain pump, for example, might cost $300, whereas a week's worth of Celebrex would be significantly less. So I think that there are people who are touting uh, these more cumbersome solutions, but I think that a, a pill is probably a little easier to take. So uh, that's the way we've gone with a more oral route. Patches, of course, are, are, have been used, and some of the old uh, narcotic lollipops have been approved for pain in cancer patients, but again, not indicated in post-surgical management. Thank you, Bruce. I appreciate you being on the show today. We've been discussing managing perioperative pain with plastic surgeon Dr. Bruce Friedman. Dr. Friedman has told us about some of the work he's done with NSAIDs and now anticonvulsants used for pre- and post-operative management. I'm Dr. Leslie Lunt. You've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM233, the channel for medical professionals. For comments and questions, please send your emails to xm at reachmd.com. Thank you for listening.